Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Hello, Zach. How's it going? Hello. How's it going, Steve? Oh, it's just great. We uh, did not have a, a horrible Sunday because the Bears did not play. We got through it on Thursday. Right. So I don't know about you, but Sunday got to kick back and just kind of scour through whatever games were going on and not really focused on one or the other, just kind of scouring through seeing all other fans get mad at their team and i'm just sitting there going ha, sucks to <laughs> suck we don't have to be mad yep <laughs> too true too true yeah i i got i got to enjoy my i got to enjoy my sunday a little little bit more for the sake of uh you know i got to sleep actually so just because i work nights so when sundays come around i'm working that day and i get off at 8 a.m and usually, since the Bears are playing at noon, I just say screw it and I stay up. Mm-hmm. And so, like, my sleep gets wrecked all week. So, actually, weeks like this and like coming up this week are fantastic for my health a little bit. I mean, I'm doing it to myself, but you know, it. it, it I think it's it's still worth it at the end of the day, even in losses. You know, but I get to recover a little bit. I get to uh, refresh myself until the next time that things go south or can go north. I don't know. Well, again, the Bears. The Bears are the masters of hope. You know, the Minnesota Vikings tore us away the first half, and they gave us hope at the end. And then, you know, the Washington thing, it was bad the first half. Then the second half, they start to really back in a little bit. 
So it's you're not ready to f- cut the string yet, but you know I have the scissors over. Like it's waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting to cut the string <clears throat> and be like, I'm done. I'm not gonna sit there glued to the TV. Um, but yeah, Zach's here, so that means we have to talk Chicago Bears. Zach from Inside the Walls podcast, USFL podcast, Fourth and Four podcast, and everything Chicago Bears as well. Ooh, ooh, Steve, I do gotta say you'll you'll be happy to to hear this. I actually released a Gridiron Gallery episode. Oh, you did! Nice. Um, oh. Yeah, I I didn't see it coming, but it was uh, it's uh, it's an episode with a kicker from an indoor football league that I had ta- that I'm good friends with and had had on the show in the past, and he want him and I wanted to talk. And I said, "Screw it," threw a show together. So, so now I, I got I got a got an episode back out in nine months' time. So, Inside the Walls podcast, USFL podcast, 4th and 4 podcast, and Gridiron Gallery podcast. There we go. <laughs> That's why my Twitter profile says too, hosting too many podcasts. <laughs> hey, you know, I thought about that. I had this one, and mine is a hodgepodge. It's, it's football coaching. It's the Bears. It's the Illini. It's everything else. Well, yeah, dude, you, you had an Illini show hit 1,000 views because they're, they're hot right now. It's a hot topic. They are they're going bowling. They're going bowling. They're they're going bowling. They're in the content to win, competing to win the Big Ten West to try to get that Big Ten title game against against the Boilermakers over here. Against those the are top two in the West right now. Yes, sir. If they can beat Nebraska, I don't care if they lose. I, I don't want them to lose to Michigan. But everybody's freaking out about that. And I was like, hey, that doesn't affect the Big Ten West. So if for some reason it happens, I'll be mad. But you know what? Michigan's poised to try to compete for the playoff again. They're poised to try to beat Ohio State. It's okay. You just got to think like uh, Al Davis, like Diet Al Davis. Just win enough, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, we, we were 5-6 and six last year or 5-7 and seven last year. We're already 6-1. and one. Coach Bielma is on the uh, Coach of the Year watch right now. Uh, mm-hmm. What's great about Illinois, and this is not – we're talking Bears, but last thing is – yeah, sure. I'm. I'm good. I just wanted. To, I just wanted to talk because, hey, pretty cool stuff for you. That's why. That's why. It is. It is. Uh, I forgot how we got on the Illinois topic, but oh, the views. Yeah, yeah. The you know, I think that could be. Talk about the hodgepodge. That's it. The hodgepodge. Mm-hmm, the hodgepodge. Because see, I thought about making different podcasts. I thought about having just Illinois. I thought about having just Bears, and then just this one. And I said, screw it. That's too much to remember. So it's just going to be a hodgepodge of whatever I want. And that's okay. Everything's okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like it. But, yeah, I think Illinois is the niche. Illinois might be the niche. But uh, All right. Let's get to the elephant in the room here. We got Monday Night Football coming up. We do have Monday Night Football coming up. Bears have to travel to New England Patriots on Monday Night Football. Uh, the Bears going in at 2-4. and four. The Patriots are sitting there at 3-3. Three and three. Um you know the the Patriots have been quite the interesting interesting team this year. We're not going to spend too much time, but you know you lose your offensive coordinator again. Josh McDaniels heading out to to Las Vegas. The whole off season about who's calling plays. Why is there two people calling plays? One person got to call plays the first half. The next guy got to call plays the second half. Um, it seems like Matt Patricia, the old defense coordinator, is calling plays for offense, which so weird. It's weird. But, you know, he started off early days of offense for like two years, then he went to defense. 
But sometimes your best offensive play callers coach the other side of the ball because they understand, but it is weird. Two heads are better than one, I, I guess. I've never really agreed with the co-coordinator, but if they make it work, it's fine. I've, always, I've read up on ways you can do it where as long as you designate what roles you're responsible for and you then let primarily one person pick the plays, you know, then it kind of works, but... What what do I know? Yeah, it's weird. It's it's the same thing where, like, I'm considered the run game coordinator in high school, even though I'm not calling the plays, but, like, I generate the run part during the game. Mm -hmm. I can sit there and say, this is open, this is open, how about this? I've talked to people that have been co-coordinators and how that works, and they do do that. They kind of say, okay, this person is calling the play, but then what happens is they could turn to the other guy and say, you got to call these couple plays in these scenarios because they might be really good at that. They might be really good up at dialing up a first and ten play. They might be really good at dialing up a second and third. So that's kind of how it it kind of works. It is, it is weird. It's a e ego can get in the way, even though you never tend for it to. But it's like I'm calling the play or like different agreements and. But I do think Matt Patricia is like the main <clears throat> play caller right now. It is weird. Um, people have written off the Patriots since Tom Brady left. They did make the playoffs last year. They started off a little sluggish this year. Mac Jones did get hurt, but they have not. They've got. They're they're, they're okay. Um, they still have Bill Belichick. People have written off Bill Belichick like they are just. It's very strange when Tom Brady left that immediately people already were like. He, he's stuck in his ways. He's, you know, not the same coach, you know, and that's where that big debate comes in that we don't have time for is, is it, yeah. is it Tom Brady or is it Bill Belichick? And, you know, and it's the great debate. I won't touch it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just won't. All, all I got to say is that it's kind of silly to me to knock down a head coach that had his Hall of Fame quarterback walk out the door, you know, um, so that's all. I mean, I'm not going to go further. That, that's all I've got because it's to me it's an it's an endless cycle of just of just muck, of just muck and regurgitated, uh, sometimes bad takes. Yeah, so. but Patriots have not missed a beat. You know, Mac Jones went down with that injury, and then uh, old Zappy comes in and plays very well. He has four touchdowns to one interception. He's been sacked just as many times as Mac Jones. <laughs> um. But he has 596 passing yards. Mac Jones had 786 before he went down. So it's they're playing very similar to each other. Um, he's made some good throws. They're just it's just not the same Patriots team we're used to seeing. Um, so it's an interesting time to be playing them. Um, I will say this: normally when you play a Patriots team, especially when we were the Bears. You kind of didn't know how to feel about it because you're like, well, it's the Patriots. They're very good. Like, we just got to compete. Now, even though we're not playing so high, it's kind of like you're not too worried about the Patriots, if that makes sense. Like, you still have a great defensive mind. They still do good things on defense. But it's like they're still not making certain plays they were making when Tom Brady was there or last year with Mac Jones when he started to light it up a little bit. Um, but Patriots are good at adapting to changing to win the game. Bill Belichick – there was a game last year where Mac Jones, I think, only threw four passes or five passes, and they won the game. Mm -hmm. You know, he's very good at that. What worries me with them is they—I mean—and you, you're hitting at it right now. Um, credit Harris's status is a little questionable, but 
They got running backs. They have a bruising offensive front. Um, these are things Chicago is terrible at defending this year. Yes. And so if you saw what Stevenson did last week in his time, even with you know Zappi thrown for 300 yards, like they have weapons. They can, they can pound you on the ground, um, and they don't need exactly to have an air attack. Honestly, this can be – like any Bears game that I think it's been in recent weeks, this could just be a grind-out like slugfest. Maybe not as bad as Thursday night, but it certainly, I feel like, is going to be that type of game because I think Bill Belichick's going to play that type of game. You know, I, I, I believe that he'll see Eberflus and go, all right, you got this uh, pretty good, got this pretty good uh, air, de- air defense, you know. Uh, maybe we'll pick on Jalen Johnson because that's, hey, you know what? Bill Belichick, if there's any cute coach in the NFL that exploits weaknesses – it is him. So if you try and do that, I bet you see Mac Jones target Kyler Gordon away from Jalen Johnson, that is. Mm-hmm. I know I said Jalen Johnson first, but I meant Kyler Gordon, yep. if you get the drift. Yep. Uh, run the ball heavy, as you've been seeing all year. And then on the opposite side, I mean, it's classic Bill. Just bring the heat. Yes. I, I mean, he, he, you know, he sees the same tape, tape we're all seeing. Who, who's going to be... Is, do you, is Sam Mustafer and Lucas Patrick going to get better in one week? No. They are going to – I Justin Fields, to me, is going to get sacked at a bare minimum three times again. He's been sacked on average close to four a game. He's probably going to get hit at least once by Matt Judon and sacked at least another two to three times by the other co- compatriots, pun intended, on that side. So that's the game plan for the Patriots. For the, for the Bears, it's, you know – I think you. I think you have to, you know, ground and pound. It's their type of style. Make Patriots work. Make them, make them want to get frustrated at not stopping or stalling drives. To me, if you have say Nikhil Harry healthy, which I think he will be, it looks like he's on track. I think you get him in, you know, replace where they cut Marset, and hopefully you can get a little more air raid. I'm. I just. I'm. I keep saying this that I'm just going. Guys, you gotta. You simply just have to open up the playbook more and more. I hope that it's open the whole way. Yeah, it feels like a theme here. We said this many times before with a different quarterback that was with the Bears, and we've been saying it like every single week. Um, you know, the Bear or the Patriots. You, you said it. Uh, Mac Jones is on pace to come back. It'll be interesting to see who they decide to play for <clears throat> for him. Mm-hmm. Um. The Bears news, you know, Smith-Marset was released. They did sign a practice squad player up to play, so that's going to be interesting to see for the receiving core. Um, before we dive more into the key factors of the game, you know, Zach just gave you guys a big generalization. Um, they are shopping Roquan or, uh, or not Roquan Smith, there's uh, Quinn. They are shopping him. It was reported that they are looking to shop him around. Um you know, Quinn was disappointed. You know, he said that the way he played last year, he felt pretty good. But he's like, I understand the business side. He likes Chicago, but he understands it. So when I read that, it is true that they are shopping to trade him. What value they'll get for him, I'm not sure. They'll get some type of draft pick. I don't think they're going to get any type of player. Um, no no news on Roquan Smith trading him or anything. But, you know, I think that won't happen um, at this stage. Um, the trade deadline is November 1st. I don't think that's going to happen. But they are trading or looking to shop him around. Mm-hmm. Um, 
sorry, I had some notes and we're clicking through them. It's all good. <laughs> um, but like you said, keys to talk about, you talked about the Patriots game plan. That That's the big key to this. I think even though they're going to try to pick on Kyler Gordon, I think he has gotten better. Um, he's not where he needs to be. Um, he's going to, he, you know, he'll be better. But like you said, the Bears don't have a horrible pass defense. Now the Vikings, whatever. But the rest of them, they've done okay. The keys are going to be the defensive line because the Patriots are going to look at this. Like you said, they have many running backs. It, Bill Belichick is totally fine coming into this game and Mac Jones throwing the ball seven times. He is perfectly oh, yeah. fine with that if they're going to run the ball all over the place. And those seven passes, four will be play action. He'll drop, He'll do a quick play action under center and throw it. They are fine with that. And so the defensive line for the Bears has to has to step up. And they have to, if Mac Jones does drop back to pass, can we do a pass rush? Like, I know they practice it. Those are the keys. Like, linebacking core, you know, they've been up and down. But it's fine. The defensive line is really hurting this 4-3 defense that we have going on with the Bears. And you want to talk about why why Robert Quinn's on the trade market? Just look at his production this season. It, you can't you can't go from your first year having three two sacks on on your recorded on your first season, then a record, and now you're back down to one through six games. You see the pattern? Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money you're spending to have a yo-yo type of player. And for a team that's rebuilding, you need consistent building blocks. If if Robert Quinn was already at say, at the very least, I think six sacks through the season, maybe five. I'll give him that benefit of that. If he's like five or four, then I don't think they worry about trading him. I think they go, okay, you know, we can maybe justify it because we're getting pressure off the edge, but you only have one sack through six games and you're the main pass rusher on that roster and you're, you're not leading the team in sacks. There's a reason why they want to move on from that contract. I think, like, right. I, said, like I said, I've said this before, I think they shop him around like he's ro- as a rotational pass rusher to teams. Like, hey, you want a good high motor guy? Yeah, he's in his lower thirties, but he still can come in and change the pace on a tackle on you all of a sudden. Yep, that's what they're going to do. And, and I, I hope that the the rush gets dialed up a bit. It's going to be tough. I think this is going to be one of the tougher contests because New England, it ain't half bad of an offensive line they've built over there with the Patriots. I mean, there's a reason why they've been been pretty successful as of late. Why? Bailey Zappi's had pretty decent success, albeit, you know, one bad sack against the Packers, and they could be four and two at this time. Yep. So, the, I mean, it's going to be a tough task. I think that Allen Williams is going to have to get really creative with the blitz packages. If this is a if this is another game that you are looking for and saying, all right, I'm going to hyper evaluate Roquan Smith, then. Alan Williams, I think, should look at Roquan Smith as the alt, as the versatile tool. Him and Eddie Jackson's blitz abilities to get creative and finding lanes because they're going to need to generate pressure and get Mac Jones uncomfortable early and quickly to kind of set the tone. Uh, that's very important to how this game plays out. I don't think that, and I'm I'm curious because I don't think they pull. I don't. Say- lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky. In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They like pull Mac Jones in terms of, in terms of Bailey Zappi, unless it's like they are losing by a lot at halftime or something like that. But I am kind of wondering how Mac is coming back from an ankle injury, and I bet you could test that if you get creative. I mean, Brisker, actually, not even Jackson, like even Brisker, you know, let yes. him, send him loose. He's been yep. an animal, and you give him jailbreak blitzes to go with. Yes, yes. Um, you could even start to see, like, even though you're shopping Roquan or uh, Quinn, why not? I know Roquan Smith's the middle linebacker. Why not send him and Quinn to the same side? Why not just mm-hmm. say, you know what? These two are supposed to be our best defensive players in that box. Why not stunt them on the same side? Why not do this? Just you know how we talk we always talk about the playbook being opened up on offense. Why not open it up on defense? Just say screw it. Let's just uh do this. Let's do this. And you know, we we do. And I think Roquan Smith just has to play. I, I think and I don't know what's going through his head. I think I, I personally think he's been fine. You know, I, he's played fine. He just has I to keep doing play. what he just has to keep doing what he's doing. You know, he's just leading tackler on the team once again. He just has to keep doing what he's doing. But, yeah, we need to start seeing these exotic blitzes. And, you know, we, we, we're we playing this Notre Dame defense again where we're kind of just keeping everything in front of us. That's just kind of what they want to do. And that's a team that's rebuilding. That's a team that doesn't want to give up the big play and get everybody's head down. But if Gordon... And the safeties keep taking those next steps. Eddie Jackson's fine, but you start taking those steps, you're not going to give up the big play. You've got to figure out to help that how to get pressure up front. You have to figure out how to stop the run, or at least hold them to two yards a run instead of them popping off for seven yards, eight yards. That's what we need to be focusing on. I think the rest takes care of itself. Our pass defense is okay as long as you start – pressuring as long as you start manning them up instead of always playing the zone and everything else on defense so but like the keys are going to be that linebackers and mainly the defensive line like those are going to be what I'm curious to watch against the Patriots offense um and like you said if we can make Mac Jones move if he's playing let's make them roll the pocket do things that make him move and really test how good that ankle is going to be and if he's uncomfortable They'll pull him. Bill Belichick will not be afraid to pull him. You have opportunities. I mean, Mac Jones, even even before the injury, they you know he wasn't looking comfortable early in the year. Um, there were questions coming up about him, for in particular on his status with his team. And I do think you know I do think this is a game that he he's kind of under a little bit more to perform. So I agree if you can get him off off kilter a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then you can have a chance to maybe get a few key takeaways, get some 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 uh, short field situations, possibly. Um, but again, the other side of this coin is it's a Bill Belichick led team, and of course they're three and three again. They it this is where they're at right now because they're still developing that team back. They have a, they have decent talents on there. They spend a lot of money on some of those talents, but they have decent talent on there. There's a reason that they could stay at that 500 plus 500 level. It's just that they're still trying to develop the key position of QB, mm-hmm. um, which that's kind of at a crossroads, I feel, right now, thanks to what Bailey Zappi's done in three games he has played during this stretch. So, again, you want to take it. I think you can take advantage of that. Um, but in particular, even if, even if say, you know, Belichick eventually airs it out, 
you know, like we like I just like we've talked. You, you know that run game is going to be what they're leaning on. Yes, they they yes. will they will pound you with Stevenson. And I actually, and I'm going to double check uh, Damon Harris's uh, status because I mean I think that one will be even. I think having Harris and Stevenson's even more critical because they're both both of them those guys could act as one A ru- type of rushers. Mm-hmm. They're that good. I think he's good to go. <laughs> Which is not going to be bold well for us, right? Um, but I don't see anything that he's out. So yeah, I'm taking a Sam. I, I, I'm just curious here. Injury update here. Yeah, he's practicing limited right now. I'm gonna say it's a. I'm gonna say there's a good possibility he could be back. It is a hamstring. That's the only caveat. Which for anyone that's a, for rushers, I mean. I mean, any specialty position. That that one you kind of hope you can heal 100% because it's easier to re-aggravate. But it's looking like he's going to try and go based on how he's practiced so far. So doesn't bode as well. if you have, And plus you can lean on Stevenson again, who had a solid week last week against Cleveland. So Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, I, it was a good point you brought up that the Patriots necessarily weren't rebuilding last year, but they kind of were. They were kind of slowly, sneakily trying to get the team back up to where Bill Belichick wants, which is interesting for a coach like that that's done it all. Mm-hmm. You would think he would have retired. Like, I'm not a part of this. He, he's a part of it, you know, and they're getting to a point very sneakily. Like, I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but, like, their old line's not bad. The receivers are figuring themselves out. The run game's there. They're figuring out their quarterback spot. They did spend a lot of money on defensive side and and everything. So, and like I said, they could easily be four and two right now, or even more. Like they've they've lost some close games, so they're right they, there. They have. Mm-hmm. They are. It's a competitive football team. Yes. You know, you expect a good fight no matter what. Yeah, because uh, what they almost beat the page or the Packers and. Um, yeah, Green Green Bay. They honestly they probably had a win if it wasn't for Rashad Gary strip sack down in Green Bay territory. And then you take a Detroit Lions team that was scoring 40-some points a game, and you hold them to zero. Like, that's that's a big time. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it is the Lions. The fact that they were averaging over even 30 or 40 points, you hold them to zero. No, that's good stuff. The Ravens game was close. The Dolphins game, even though it was 20-7, to 7, it was closer than that. So they, they've been there. So they're secretly sneaky trying to rebuild or rebuilding that Patriots team. So they're going to rely heavy on that run game, and that's just going to help Mac Jones out. So if we can disrupt the run game and force Mac Jones to get into passing situations, if we could somehow finally get some pass rush, that will put the Patriots offense in a bind. And Bullwell hopefully for – Gordon or Jackson or whoever to make a big hit or a big interception in the game. That that that's key for the defense. Um, moving moving there against the Patriots, and then you know, of course, now we got to talk about the Bears' offense and keys for that. Unfortunately, because it's been it's been a hot topic all over the place. You see it all over Twitter. You're seeing it all over different radio shows and podcasts you're seeing old nfl guys start talking about the bears offense and particularly justin fields um but bears injury update from the offensive side justin fields is questionable he did re-aggravate his non-throwing shoulder 
they had to put the the, the shoulder wrap on him. Um, I'm going to su- guess he's going to play. Um, you know, yeah. you, you heard it Thursday. You had the whole weekend. You have this week leading up to Monday. I think he'll play. Non-throwing shoulder, they're going to keep him in there. But he has taken a lot of shots, so his health has been a hot topic of debate. And they are moving Patrick to center instead of Mustafer. We'll see how that goes. We kind of saw a little bit of it against the Washington game. But this shuffling around the O-line is not going well. Um, you know that one podcast radio show, they say it doesn't take long for an O-lineman to get acclimated. You just push people around and all that crap. This is proven. The Bears are not the best O-line, but this proves when you keep moving guys around, it, it does. you have to have a chemistry. So this is perfect way to prove to that person – just say that, who probably doesn't know as much football as they should doing talking about it. Most likely. Most likely. Most likely. Their podcast is bigger than mine, but that's fine. It's okay. Yeah, it's I'm just, no big deal. I'll, start, <laughs> I'll tweet at them every single day to get me on so I can talk to them about this. Playing O-line, coach O-line. This show is when you don't gel together and it doesn't go well. Like This juggling around the O-line is not helping. I'm not saying Mustafer was the answer. Put Patrick there. Maybe he practiced all week and it's going to be good. We'll be fine. We'll see. Um, but those have been mainly the keys for the Bears um, on the offensive side, injury-wise. Um, don't know when to get White Hair back. Don't know when to get Doug Kramer back. Um, Alex Otherwood is looking like a bad pickup. He's still out, um, which is unfortunate. But Honestly, to me, you might as well say the sooner the better and just – I don't know. Get healthy and maybe throw him in. You know, I think Braxton Jones could use a breather and you could use some eval. Because I we, mean, we can't Jones eval. is at a. I don't know. I mean, Jones to me has had one or two two iffy weeks the last few. So, I know Weatherwood has kind of a reputation from his uh, draft status and how that didn't go well in Las Vegas. But you might as well throw him in and say screw it. I believe, though, there was something where he has to go through this 20-some-day thing to be ready, so I don't think he's hit that, and that's why he's considered right. out. I'm saying when he gets back. I'm not talking now. Oh, yeah, yeah. When he you comes know. back, just When he's healthy, I, I mean, because by, the, by that time of the year, I mean, I'm not going to tell you I'm bullish that the Bears are going to be a playoff team, so this is me just going, you're going to be an eval period. You might as well just do it when you get that chance, so... And another receiver we don't talk about much anymore is Brian Pringle. He's still hurt. That does not yeah. – it doesn't help the uh, wide receiving core either. Yeah, remember two catches for three yards this year. Yes. Then he was down. He's done. He was down and out, sadly. So I this – Wishing you back, buddy. Yeah, the wide receiving core and the O-line core has not bolded well. Um, so there's a lot of keys to this from the Bears offense, tons of them. And we'll get to the obvious ones. I want to say one that maybe is obvious, but it's not obvious. They have to figure out how to get Mooney the ball. Like, they have to figure out ways to get him. They, they've they done it bits and pieces. I don't care if you have to jet motion him and toss him the ball from the backfield. I don't care if you do a jailbreak screen for him. I don't care if it's a two-yard hitch or a two-yard slant. He, I think, is a big key to start getting involved in some confidence because then, like, he's supposed to be the guy. And that was my thing with, I don't want to go back to it, but, like, my Illinois team last year, there was two big things last year. 
quarterback play and who is the guy that you're going to get the ball to besides Chase Brown. The Bears are in the same situation. Mooney is supposed to be the guy, and he's shown flashes of it, but he has to. They have to get him the ball more. I think one of the first keys, like we'll get to the obvious ones, but to me, the big key that I don't think gets talked about all the time is you got to get him, Montgomery, and Herbert going on offense outside of Justin Fields somehow. And I think if they start getting Mooney the ball against that Patriots defense, it's going to be exotic. They're going to go to that exotic 3-4 look that Belichick likes to do. They're going to pressure. They're going to stunt. They're going to blitz. They're going to bring in the house. They're going to jam him off the line. They got to get creative in moving him around. They got to get creative in getting him the ball. Mm-hmm. They do. I, I, I hope to see him more, I guess, more volume would be nice. You know, yes, again, this yes, comes back yes. to the passing numbers, you know, and a whole debate on, you know, should we pass more because of pressure or the other part of, you know, with fields holding the ball too long as well. It creates situations where you feel less comfortable about throwing. But, you know, at least some more ball volume. Again, we over the se- over the offseason, it was so it was talked about greatly how Darnell Mooney and Justin Fields have this chemistry. They worked on their yes. chemistry in the offseason. Yes. These individual drills, these, you know, he's my number one guy type of things. And credit, there's a few moments in recent weeks, they've started looking a bit like that. You know, Minnesota, you know, credit, it was only three catches, but they were some important catches in that game. And I went, okay. Again, we look back to Minnesota and go, yes, that's the game. This shows they're going to open the playbook the rest of the way. They're not going to slow things down. They're going to let things fly. And now we're back to from last week with the commanders going, oh, great. So back to square one. And I say, you know, look, he did drop a touchdown pass. You know, he caught it, of course, later on. Uh, actually, it was later. Actually, never mind. It wasn't, it wasn't even complete later in the review, but they gave him the yardage anyway. But you should still trust, this, trust your number one receiver at this yes. point. Yes. Even if people say he's a number three, he is the number one for what Chicago has on the table. I do want more going his direction. Between him and Cole Komet, like we've talked since the beginning of the year, they should be getting targets. And Komet's gotten more recently, too. Yes. That, that's been a good p- progression. However, the volume, you know, wish the volume was upticked. I was surprised that Dante Pettis was the leading receiver with Chicago last week. But yeah. then I rethought myself and went, oh, wait, this has been the story all year. Some dude on this receiving core will be leading every other week. It's not going to be one guy every week. One week it's Equinemius St. Brown. One week it's Dante Pettis. One week it's Darnell Mooney. There's no, I mean, to me, you should be leaning on the guys you trust the most. I would think that's Darnell Mooney. And now I'm thinking, actually, surprisingly, I think Dante Pettis is winning himself some reps after last week's performance. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Because he did pretty good last week. Yes, he, he did. He almost caught a touchdown pass through an arm bar for crying out loud. Oh, that should have been a pass interference, but yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I. It just It's just weird, like you said. All offseason, they talk about Mooney and him, this, this, and that. And the thing is, if Mooney was the guy and he's making these big plays, that would help the other receivers because who are the defense going to look at? They're going to look at Mooney. Right now, the defenses that we see when it comes to pass, they say, screw it. We can guard all mm-hmm. of you. We can guard all of you because you're not catching the ball consistently. Justin Fields isn't getting you the ball completely. 
And if we can pressure Justin Fields and we can contain him without breaking a big run, we're going to sack him or he's not going to make a good throw. That's the other problem. But mm-hmm. if there can be some chemistry, and like I said, we need to stop with this all the time trying to throw it deep. It's got to be short intermediate routes. And then eventually you can hit those. You get the run game going. Mooney gets, you know, open deep. Um, maybe Pettis gets open deep. And then later on that opens up Mooney because maybe Pettis starts to come the guy and they start gearing towards him. But you know what? I think Mooney does have to touch the ball. And then if it starts to not work, then screw it. Maybe Pettis becomes the guy and say, Mooney, sorry. Like, this guy's playing better than you. Um, I was just trying to go a different route than the usual keys that we talk about, which we will. But it's like, we got to well, get yeah, him I involved. Mean, well, you, we, we, can't keep, we can't always keep beating in the same things. Because it's, it is kind of easy to do that with Chicago this year. You know, we, we know what they're they're pretty poor at right now. Yes. There, there, there's no way to sugarcoat that. And you and also because everyone wants to talk about Justin Fields these days and everybody's got an opinion on him that you know, I don't know how the man isn't gone mad yet. You know, I, Mitch I Trubisky know. barely could take any of the talk at one point to where teammates had to say, Leave the guy alone. Yeah, yeah. Um I I try to watch more of the film. I looked at it and yeah, um yeah, we can get to that soon because that's a mm-hmm. whole big conversation. But yes, I think we're all in agreement. Mooney needs the ball more. The receivers need to make plays. They've dropped some balls they shouldn't have. That they they have to step up. Slowly they have. Slowly they have. People really get on these wide receivers. And I understand because they're not all technically starters. And other teams, they might be rotational guys. They might be just whatever. But guess what? This is what we have. And yeah. they're young. We got to remember, like a lot of these positions, they're young. They're, 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 they're rookies or they're brand new to this team. They're very young. So receiver, the receiving core has to make plays. Against this Patriots defense, they are going to have to take a Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tret Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Page out of the Patriots playbook and run the damn ball and say we are going to run and get Montgomery going because that's... It's weird this year. The Bears are known for stopping the run and running the football. We could actually run the football a little bit, but we've gotten away from it a little bit because mm-hmm. Justin Fields is starting to pass more. We're trying to do this pocket protection. And we can't stop the run. Like, it's two weird things that we're seeing happening right now. But <laughs> yes. against this team who's going to run this 3-4 exotic and blitz in certain spots, you have to have multiple tight ends in the game. You have to start getting an eye formation, which I've said a couple times. 
You have to start running the football. You have to start doing jet stuff with Mooney or somebody and get to the outside. You have to start running the football to help out this offensive line when it gets to pass protection. You have to. Have to. They have to get back to that this week. I don't care who's calling defense on the other side. You have to come out and say, Montgomery, you're going to get some carries. Herbert's going to get some carries. He had a big run last week. Like, you guys have to get the ball. We have to put in... I don't care if you put in a backup lineman with a tight end like everybody else does. You get all these guys on one side, overload the side, run the football like everybody else in the league does. There's a reason why everybody in the league does it because they get something out of it. So so outside the receivers, they have to get back to running the football. And I hope this week they've really reevaluated themselves and said – we can, we'll have to figure out the pass game, but what were we doing very good early on in the year? Well, we were running the football pretty good, so we need to get back to just getting exotic ways to run the football with the guys we have, with this athletic quarterback that can help keep somebody on their defense at home because they have to spy him. They have to keep somebody there just in case. So they really have to get back to old school running the football, eye formation, double tight, tight ends, overload unbalanced like just get creative screw it just just like i don't care if you bring the tackle from the left side put him on the right side and then be like i don't care just start getting unique (laughs) ways to run the football right get get a little more out of the box Mm -hmm. you you might i mean you you know what you have on this offense you are not a powerhouse you clearly know at least they won't admit it publicly. No one will. But you clearly know you stripped everything to the bone. It's, yeah. it's clear that there is no hiding that. <laughs> you, are, you have stripped this entire roster to the bone. You might as well just go – you might as well go for what you can get. You know, take chances. Make, do the do the Miss Frizzle. Take chances. Make mistakes. <laughs> get messy. Just like the rain game, by the way. <laughs> Why? Why not? You know, there's there's some fun stuff. You know what I would love to see, and this would be great with how the Bears' deep offenses run. Um, to me, I bet I bet you could lead off the game with a flea flicker and like fool New England hard, just based yeah, on your yeah. run offense being so prominent. I'm not saying to use a, you can't use a flea flicker all the time, but like, dude, I'd start the game off like that. You want to put them on their toes and make them go, oh crap, yeah, <laughs> this is not what we prepared for right there. When you need yeah, some what, type of momentum. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, man. I'm seeing it right now. Flea flicker. Um, I don't know about, I wouldn't say like do like a fake pass or something like that, like a jet sweep for, for a throw. But, you know, I, I guess just get creative. You know, why not? Or, like we've talked, why not do why not do Lamar Jackson-style offense and have Justin Fields run behind his running backs and – Give him a big lane to run through. You know, pop off for like eight or nine yards. Just or just fully commit to the run game. Say screw it. If uh, yeah, you, well, if you don't want to throw it, we're gonna know? only pass it four times. It's okay. It's quite all but right. But you ran, but you ran forty and you scored twenty-seven points and won the game. Sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm and it dodges criticism because they go, "Hey, they're playing to his strengths. Can't complain, right? You know." What winning a, games. What a crazy concept. Playing to the strength of your team. What a crazy thing. We went full circle again. It, we really did go full circle. <laughs> but it sucks because, like, it's again, we're not in the film room. We're not in the team room. But it's like every week, it's like, well, wait a minute. You're still not doing this. 
And when you hear, like, you know, Fitzmagic talk about it and say, why are they not doing these certain things on offense when these guys are built to do this, but they're not doing it? When you've got old NFL guys starting to say that stuff, it's it's it, it's like, well, maybe we know a little something outside of them. Like, we're seeing it too. Because I was thinking the same thing. When I get an eye formation – roll out he's got two protectors with the fullback running back if nothing's there he can follow them and run or one of them leaks out for a short little pass because we'll just get right to it i guess because that's the only thing i can think of is (laughs) how do you help this offensive line well you run the football you have to figure out how to keep guys in to protect rollouts help or running back leading out the rollout helps look at the giants the Giants don't have this amazing roster, and they're winning football games. Why? Because <laughs> they roll out every play, number one. That's, they probably roll out more than any other team I've ever seen. But they're playing to Daniel Jones and what he can do. They're playing to what the run game. They can run the football, so that's what they're going to do. And they get short little passes. Like, as long as they move the football, they don't care. The Bears need to take a page out of that and say, well, what can we do? How can we help this O-line pocket? Well, instead of always doing big on big pass protection, why don't we slide them? Why don't we play action slide it, keep a guy in, have six or seven protect, run little short man routes, which they did versus Washington. There was film where they run two man routes. Somebody's open. Justin Fields was on the ball too long, which we've all talked about. Doesn't get it there. They can do that type of stuff. They can roll out. They can do this. There are ways to help out this offensive line and their struggles. Now, is it always going to be perfect? No. And I think that's what we have to get through our heads with this pass protection stuff is Good offensive linemen don't do that. With a struggling offensive line that we have that keeps getting moved around, it's not always going to be perfect. So people need to understand. We're going to see Justin Fields get pressured. We're going to see a defensive lineman beat our offensive lineman. It's just going to happen. We can't expect Justin Fields to drop back 28 times and 27 of them are a clean pocket. It's just not going to happen. And we have to understand Justin Fields is going to have to understand that the pocket can move. We talked about it last time. A guy can get beat. A running back can pick him up. There's still a spot for him to step up and possibly throw it. That's what needs to happen. Justin Fields, I know he probably doesn't. He's just going to have to take a deep breath and make this decision and say, I have to trust my O-line, and I have to trust that I can move this pocket and throw the ball away at times. I understand there's times to take off and go. But Let's just slow down. Yeah. You know, slow. Take a take a breather. You know, because uh, the, there are there. You know, I do, I do understand that there is, there is a lot of potential for you when you bail out of the pocket. You know, but at some point, as we see, you know, either it, it doesn't always work out. You know, the, no. not every play can turn into a thirty-nine yard scramble that. That's not sustainable offense, is what I'm trying to say. It, it only that works in spurts, and smarter defenses. Not talking about not talking about you, Commanders, because clearly you didn't get the memo on Thursday and almost lost the game because of it. Smarter defenses will put a spy down there and will keep you at bay. You know, mm-hmm. Bill Belichick's not an idiot. He is one of the better defensive minds that has played in this game. He is the he. If he wins to by the way, if he wins Monday, he'll have the second all time. Number of total wins in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He will surpass George Hallis, by the way. Um, you don't get to that number unless you are a 
genius at what you do. Defensively, dude's been pretty damn good at his job for years. Uh, he's going to put a spy on Justin Fields. They are not going to let him run as often as the commanders will do. So you are going to be forced more to probably stay in that pocket, probably have to deliver the ball. You know, there's going to be some opportunities. I guarantee there will. But you're not going to see, to me, like 88-yard scramble runs, like out of scrambling drills type of atmosphere like you did with Washington because I, I don't know why Ron Rivera didn't catch on to that, like announcers were talking, like Kirk Herbstreet was saying all <laughs> night. But Bill Belichick's not that dumb. Right. I wonder if this will work. We're going to bring up film just because I feel like it. See, at this point, it's regular. I just assume you're going to bring the film in. I want to see this. What we got? Well, like, here's a position where they slide the protection. He Now, I don't like this where he's by himself, but watch mm-hmm. the old line. They all slide, and when they slide, they're actually pretty good. He has a pocket. I know it's starting to collapse right there, right here, but, like, who's open right now? Uh, yeah, look at Cole Komet. Because this is what I like to see. He's down here. He's going to help get this wide nine technique right here, bounce off of him, and then he's open. But Justin Fields is going to do this. Right. And if you see it from up here, like, he has this space. There's two. There's two of them, though. Two. And these guys are But, like, right here. Like, this is a first down play. This is what I'm talking about, like, Again, this is where we. This is where I blame everybody, and people don't understand this. I blame everybody. I'm blaming the O line. I'm blaming Justin Fields. I'm blaming the wide receivers, and I'm blaming scheme. But this is one of those situations where I don't know his read. I, I don't know, and I'm not going to claim to know. I don't know if it's one, two, three, four, five. I don't know what his read is. But if you go to this end zone view, I wonder. I want to see where he's looking. Like he's looking this way. And when you go back to this wide view, if he's looking that way, like right there. And so to me, I don't understand. Like if this is his read and we're talking about short completions, you throw it here or here, it's probably a three-yard completion. Me personally with this Bears offense, you have to take that, in my opinion. Yeah. And like also people don't understand a pocket's not going to be four seconds. Like I always like to do this with my players. Like right – Right about here, ball is snapped. It's at the 22nd mark. By the time he wants to start to take off, it's so two he seconds. he almost has three seconds right there. Yes, right here he's got about three seconds, which we aim for six seconds. As players, we aim for six or seven seconds because realistically you're going to get three or four out of it. If you 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 say, okay, we got to protect for six seconds. Well, realistically, you're going to protect for four. That's just what it is. Right. Well, and see, this is where I'm wondering if you're if you're Luke Getzey and you're trying to ad- adjust this offense, and you know, even if you're say you're bearish even for, uh, even more on that offensive line than usual, you know, um, and you don't trust these situations where maybe sometimes they you know the other fifty percent where they do their blocking correctly, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wonder, you know, when are the quick dump? When do the quick passes kind of become the norm? Like to me. Maybe you start converting some of these ones that you want to get a little more ambitious downfield with into like the check down game managerial type of uh, plays. You know, mm-hmm. like you focus your game on that first to then open up the intermediate passing game because then you don't have time for the pressure 
you you bring down some of your intermediate, like say linebacking core to protect that four or five yard passing range. And then you can get them behind. Then you can maybe set something up where they get burned once. You get like say, you know, a crossing route or maybe like a ten, maybe like a ten fifteen yard post route that opens up in like mm-hmm. cover two coverage or something. Right. Because to me, if you're trying to keep pressure at bay, the best way to do it is to get the ball out as fast as possible and to deter and discourage that four or three man rush at, from even thinking they're going to get back there in the first place. Right. That's exactly how you do it. Then, like, I don't, and again, this is where I go back to scheme. Do you think the Chicago Bears should line up in this formation if I can get it to work at some point? And this? That's, I mean, that's empty set five. That's a little, that's ambitious for where they are right now. Yes. The line needs to be, the line needs to be at levels of, say, uh, the Eagles with Lane Johnson healthy type of uh, protection to do that. Yes. Because again, the pocket, he only gets about two seconds and he takes off. He's immediately exactly. like he's immediately looking. I mean, this is bad radio, but like people listening, they're in an empty left. He immediately looks to his right to get the ball out. So right there he has a pocket. He's far away. It breaks down pretty quick. Like I'm not gonna lie. So this is where I'm like, okay, breaks down, he looks, he then he takes off and goes. I understand that. That's one where I blame scheme. You're trusting this O-line with these five, nine techniques to try to pass protect. They stunt. They're driving them back. Cool. You can't blame scheme. You can't blame the players. And then we go back to it. We go back to another empty look. Pocket, 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 pocket. And then he's... But yeah, then then there's the other 50% where you get time in that empty look. And then this other percentage where he does make a big play. Mm-hmm. So we have to kind of live and die. But again, I always like to do this with my players. Ball is snapped. It's one minute and I'm going to go with 19 seconds here. 20, 21. Uh, Cesar got three without even getting close to pressure at that point. Yeah. So like... This is what I mean. Like, then he, when he moves, the defensive linemen now move. If he just stands there, kind of slides. Which, is, which there plays into the instance of creating your own pressure. Because why did you have to move there if your tackle is already creating the pocket? This is when you're a lineman, your understanding is you're making like a halo. You're, you're trying to push everything outside. Uh, think of like a St. Louis, the St. Louis arch. You're trying to make that shape. Right. You know, the QB's in the middle. You're like standing under the arch, is essentially what a QB is. Everything is around you. It's not supposed to be in that arch. So if you bail out of the pocket, you have to realize, A, am I running into the pressure that the tackle was trying to prevent, or the guard in that instance, and B, what alley makes it to where I'm most open to get that scramble? Say if guys aren't open, because that scramble right there, and I hate to say even bring this up, Mitch Trubisky used to do this too, where he would have a pocket sometimes, and his tackles, like Charles Leno would give him a little room. Now, Leno did have some bad blocks, and he definitely left Chicago for reasons. But there were times where he would run straight into pressure just like that, and it would make me want to pull my hair out. Yes. And because there's no reason to do it. Just chill out. Right. You know, not everything is an instant scramble drill. Right. But then this is another instance where, to me, everybody looks covered. So that's another reason why he starts to move. So this is where that comes in. We can look at the pocket. 
there is a pocket. This is why we blame everybody. We have to blame everybody. Like you have That's guys, true. you have guys that kind of look open, but if it's not part of the read for a young quarterback, he may not even want to go there. You can make well, an I'm, argument to throw deep. You can make an argument to throw to this middle receiver guy who turned in where he still has a pocket. Mm-hmm. He might be like, oh, look at all this green grass. Well, and, I'm already looking at this play and I'm imagining all 22 fans going, why are there – why do we have at at point an intersection of two receivers in this close vicinity for the majority of the play? You know, Looks where, like there's the space. Why why don't we have someone else get it? I mean, if that's the design, I feel that's kind of either a lazy route run or it to wasn't designed very well to have it that to your of your of your five man route concept be taken up by three defenders instantly. It looks like mesh because mesh you'll see these two inside guys. One runs over the top, runs running underneath. It looks like a mesh concept, so that's why you're seeing yeah, but, these guys. But then it's a but then it's a poor mesh concept because you need a little more space for that, right? Than well, what was the, like the, the the guy who's going deeper down needs to have a wider range. Well, out, and, yeah, in mesh, you're open that up because in mesh, you're taught if it's a zone, you turn and sit. If it's man, you keep going. And Washington does a good job. This guy's like in man following him, so you'll see this top guy continue to run. This guy's like uncovered, so when he's uncovered, he probably thinks it's a zone, so he's trying to turn and sit, like you see here. So, again, Washington did a good job. But that's why Justin Fields, like, is that why he's confused? You aren't going to throw it deep. This guy's covered. You could make a case to try to put it in there, but the safety could fly down and make the play. They're kind of covered. I understand that. So that's where this all kind of comes. Oh, yeah, all 2022, they're going to look at this and say, well, look, one, two, three, four guys near each other. I get it. Washington did better. Like, to me, this is a mesh. You got this out route. He thinks it's man, so he's going to keep running. This guy played zone, and that's why that guy sat there. To me, I'm sure they told him on the sideline, like, why don't you just keep running? That's probably what they're going to tell him. I don't know. And I'm not, again, I don't know everything, but people that get a hold of this film talk about this, and I'm like, do we know what mesh is, guys? Like, do we understand <laughs> what mesh is? Because that's what it looks like. But then Justin Fields makes a play. And that's where we get lucky. We had a pocket. The receivers were mainly covered, but he makes a play. Right. Well, that's in exactly the point, you know. And it looks like the defense, like you're talking, it was set up, you know, let's worry about the receivers first. You know, there's no obvious spy on this. And, right. that, and again, that was what Kurt Herbster was bringing up on Thursday night, is it seemed like Ron Rivera's crew just didn't – they just decided to neglect spying Justin Fields. But – this is part of the issue with scramble drills like that. If you have a QB that wants to bail out of the pocket, that's mm-hmm. a tendency. Defensive coordinators aren't just going to sit around and let a scramble happen. They're no. going to start putting spies more and more on plays. Not every play. They can't do that because then offensive coordinators will catch on to that. Yep. But it's going to be enough to where it'll keep it'll keep uh, Getzy on the other side. Or sorry, not Getzy. It'll keep Fields at least a little more honest, and you'll create some issues where you're going to have to throw. Right. Or you're going to be stuck with what you're given. You can't always get downfield. Because, I, because again, Bill Belichick's not going to allow those those lanes as often. It'll happen. There still will be some times he can get out because that's just how the play will develop. But it is less likely to happen moving right. from this week forward, I would imagine. Right. And then another situation to me where he holds on the ball too long. Pocket broke down. I don't know how this guy got through two. Right here, he should have thrown him open. He waits mm-hmm. to get hit, and there we go. Just It's just another thing of him waiting too long. 
So this is why I'm just showing clips of why I blame everybody. Because he's looking that way, the pocket's breaking down, short pass here. Like, look at this grass. Because mm-hmm. you know what? We were talking about that mesh concept. They went right back to a sh- to it, but just like a drive. Like, he's going to drive in here, open. See, now, I'll be honest. I love these concepts if you're... If the if your main if say you don't have that read deep, because look at the flow of the defense. Yeah, they're all and, deep. Because I love it. Everyone bails out. So if you get some if you get that shallow cross to work, like you get that beat man coverage right there that you have, and it's a completion, that's that's to me usually ten maybe fifteen yards easy. Mm-hmm. It may, most likely I would say closer to ten with a good defensive defensive cornerback coming back to the play, but. I love that concept because even if you can't get the deep route, I mean, look at that. If that gets completed. That is a nice gain. Yeah. Now, and Pettis is fast. You know, yeah. he's going to get you some yardage. I blame the whole line because that should never have happened. But, like, that's that's it's open. Then again, a pocket, and he wants to move, mm-hmm. in my opinion. This can be the last one because I can I do this front, all night. Front of it. Like, Oh, that's the first one. Sorry. Well, yeah, I would say he backed up a little too much. Let, let it play out. I think it'll go to there. There. So, like. So, it comes in. He has a pocket right here. Yeah. A lot, a lot more spread out. It's a three-man rush. Yeah. But yet he still. Mm, now, he completes yeah. it, makes a nice play. This is where you kind of have to trust. So, I'm mm-hmm. complaining that he moved a little bit, but this is where I'm, this is where that pocket. Look, the pocket has changed now to where he's here, steps up and throws. Like this is again, we ha- like it, it's it's heckle and jive. We 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 just saw everything that we talked about. Then here, where the pocket's there a little bit, he moves, does his quarterback move right there, and then throws it, makes a play. Yeah, but because he moved, he does take a hit, like a big old hit. And so, so those are the things that Justin Fields needs to trust the pocket a little more. They have to figure that out. Um, it looks to me like they are trying to get some short passing routes. And I wonder if this goes back to Justin Fields at Ohio State. He's used to having these. They had long what? Ball, long ball. Receivers that are five-star five recruits that beat their, three, their two- to three-star guys on the opposite side. Correct. Some yeah. of the best offensive no, linemen in the country. Right. There's no uh Chris Olave on the other side anymore. There's you know, there's no more Garrett Wilson, you know. And I mean he's even said but credit, he said this too. You know, his rookie season he even said it. This ain't Ohio State anymore. Yeah. You know. But that's he easy. He knows it. It's easy to say though, than like feel you could see things that he's trying to do too much. He doesn't know how to lose. He doesn't understand it. He doesn't understand how to struggle and but you know what that's a learned trait and that's why you said like if we can go through this whole year and he can stay healthy and he picks some of this up and they can learn some of it he starts hit again i don't show that to say i know the play because i don't there's a coach i know who coaches nai up here he'll be the first to tweet at me and say do you know the read do you know what he's supposed to look at and i'm going to say no but it, but then I try to watch his eyes. If he's staring right at a guy that's open, in my opinion, on this film, maybe you should throw it there. And so, again, that goes back to scheme. It looks like sometimes they do try to do short routes. There's times they're trying to get him to throw deep, but I don't know why. There's times there's a pocket for three seconds. Like, 
we have to come to this understanding that it's everybody. Justin Fields made a good play. O-line had a pocket. Wide receivers weren't open. Wide receivers were open. It, it's just... And I'm so glad I clicked that part. I I broke the film down into drives. I put first drive, second drive, third drive. Good thing I picked a good one. I forgot which one it was. Good thing I picked that one. But... Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think that the, it's it's really they need to just adjust and eval at this point, like I yeah. said. And and for Justin Fields, you know, you can only hope he calms down a little bit in that in there and that, you know, he's trying to – I mean, you can tell he's trying to get used to kind of the situation he's in as much as I hate to even say it like that. You know, I know he's frustrated. I think Bears fans are frustrated like him, but – Step by step at a time, and you just hope he gets keeps making progress. You know, right? That's all. That's all you can ask for. Right. You know, New England's going to be a tough one, and here, here's the thing: it's going to kill me this week. And this is just because of the broadcast. The over under on how many times Mac Jones and Justin Fields will be brought up because of the same draft class oh. is going to probably be insane. Now, credit it won't be the same as the Mahomes Trubisky discussion we have <laughs> because well, Trubisky's moved on, and you know that was way worse, but. It's going to get brought up because of the fact that they're in the same classes, because they're both kind of getting evaluated really hard right now. You know, that's going to be dominating the entire broadcast. I imagine Troy Aikman and Joe Buck will have so much to say on that. Oh, I, I'm As much time sure. as they can get. I am sure that they will have a lot to say there. And then ESPN will make a graphic about the 2020 draft with both of them. Some... Some weird nightmare fuel animation. Then they'll make excuses for Justin Fields. He'll be fine. They'll say it's hard with this O-line. Like I said, the only people I really listen to maybe is a little bit of Trent Dilfer, which is where some of this comes from. But some of these guys I think are a little biased, but I would listen to them. But Well, I mean, I'll be be frank with you that I really – and look, Fields is an exciting character. This is why, but – the national media has been wanting this kid to go off since he was drafted. Like, that's all they've talked about is this. And so, you know, I do think there's, like I said, legitimate ar- arguments for some of the issues the Bears face in developing him. But, boy, you go on ESPN and you talk about Justin Fields or, you know, Fox Sports 1 or something like that, you go and listen to, you know, national radio outlets – they they so badly want this kid to blow up. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bears fans do too, but I mean, to me, I almost argue national football scene wants them him to go off even more than Bears fans do. Yeah, they which is weird for me to even say. Yeah, they they want him to be so good to kind of prove they were right back on that draft day of like this kid's got it. This kid is the next big thing, and he could be again. I sometimes have to reel back and be like, you know, it's still young, blah blah blah. But they do. They want him to be Peyton Manning now. Or Lamar Jackson now, big time. Yeah. Um, the only thing left to do is predictions. That's the only thing Pretty to watch. Yeah, um, I'm going to probably go with the better built roster right now. Um, so even the, if so, I, the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> good. That's a that's a good joke. That, that was good. That's my that dad was, joke for the good. night. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> oh, well, actually, you, it'd be more you're going to do it no matter what. It's your show. Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm going with New England. Uh, look, defensively, I am actually 
I'm kind of I'm kind of scared for Justin Fields' life on this one because of how New England's defense has been playing all year. Um, on the opposite side of the ball, yeah, sure, Mac Jones is coming back from an ankle injury, and you know, even if they go to Bailey Zappi during the game, Damian Harris being on track to come back, you know, Stevenson, his play. I just think that they have enough ammo to where they'll overcome what Chicago even has to throw at them. It's Bill Belichick as well. He's going to dial up pressure. It's a young quarterback. This all just goes into like what Belichick does best. He he abuses young offenses and young QBs. It's his bread and butter since he's been in the NFL. Um, I think this will be a two-score win for the Patriots. Uh, as much as I hate to say it, I'm, and it's not going to be like 14. I think they win by 10. I, I think it's going to be they'll win 27-17. The Bears won't give up a 30-burger here because I don't think there's enough ammo there to give up 30. I think they have enough to hold them down. But I do believe most of the Bears' scoring is going to come in garbage time. I do think they get down by 20 at one point, and they'll make it look good on the on the box score, but I think this – Belichick to me, I think it's just a better coach team, and there's not many answers right now. I think that will make this a good game. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's Monday Night Football. Justin Fields is a is a scrambling athletic freak. Maybe progress is made. I just think that this is a tougher opponent that you're facing in recent weeks, and it's going to be a massive step up to have to keep up with that level. Mm-hmm. Um, I no secret. I'm also taking the Patriots. It just feels like that type of game that the Patriots are going to pull this one away because their defense has played better. They actually have two decent quarterbacks that they can pick from. Like you said, if Mac Jones doesn't play well, they'll just put Zappy in and he's been playing well, or vice versa. If they put Zappy in and he doesn't play well, Mac Jones will mm-hmm. come in, and you know we'll see what happens with with, with that. Uh, the run game is going to be hard to stop. Um, with Bill Belichick being involved in offense as well, he's involved in everything. You might see what I talked about, unique runs against the Bears. Um, it's going to be a very physical game. That O-line is built physical for the Patriots against the Bears' D-line, which has not been playing physical um, consi- on a consistent basis. Um, offensively, um, you would hope that if the, the Bears do get to the red zone, they don't go over 3 or whatever it was versus Washington. Like They figure out the red zone thing of – we're not going to pass four times in a row. Maybe we run the football. Maybe we do this. Um, some of my hopes are coming with that they start to fix some of that. Um, maybe Justin Fields make, breaks a big run and gets a rushing touchdown. Maybe Herbert breaks a big run again or Montgomery or something happens where they overpursue something. And like you said, in garbage time, does the Patriots overpursue something and they get a big run? I was very similar. I wrote this down, so it's very funny. You said twenty-seven to seventeen. I was going to say twenty-eight seventeen. Um, okay, twenty-eight seventeen. Patriots win. Like I, I agree. I don't know if they'll get to over thirty. I just don't know if they're built like they were in the past. Um, I'm just banking on that seventeen points from the Bears. Like you said, maybe they do slip a big run. Maybe they even get a special teams type of thing. Even though our punt return has not been the best. Yeah. But, and- that, yeah, and speaking of which, you have Ellis Jones being switched out. That needed to happen. Two right. two games out of three that basically lead to losses. Can't have that happen. Right. Um, so, and then we do have decent field goal kickers, so maybe we get some points that way and some garbage, some, something happening. Um, I could see it even be 28-14, but I was going to be positive and say 28-17, to but Patriots win. But out of that 17 points, let's hopefully we see some improvement somewhere that's where we're at right now is 
as long as we're seeing something move forward, then you build off of that and we, we move on from there and see how the rest of the year goes. And maybe it all comes together at the end. Who knows? Sledding, the sledding year is going to be real, you know? Yeah. There, I mean, it's, it, I'll, I'll give this nod again. Um, Iberflus's guys have not quit. You know, I do think that attitude has been pretty awesome, but we all know this is a team that is uh, under talented right now and is in kind of a offensive uh, struggle. It's on the offensive struggle bus, is what I'm trying to put yes. it as. <clears throat> under talented, it doesn't know what it wants to be on offense, I think, and it needs to adjust quickly to better suit what's available. So, yep. Yeah, Belichick's unit—they know what they are, and yep. that's that's great for them because that's going to lead to more wins down the line. Yes, yes, it is. Some close wins for them, and and they're yeah, totally fine that. Sure. The Patriots are playing the way I was hoping the Bears would play this year—close, tough, but we haven't quite gotten there. They're playing tough. I shouldn't say that we haven't quit, but it just hasn't gone the way I thought or hoped. You know, I'd be okay sure. looking like the Patriots right now. You know, I don't care if we won by three or lost by three, but is what it is. Right. I mean, well, also because Mac Jones has a better line to go around too. I mean, that's true. honestly, that I mean, if you're Justin Fields over there, can you imagine how Justin Fields might feel if he has what New England has right now? Well, he may not have a hurt shoulder. He may not have been that taking too. all these hits. Yeah. Mac Jones only been sacked five times. Mm-hmm. But they also makes get the, you think. Yeah, makes you think. Makes you think. They get rid of the ball quickly. They run the football. The O line pass protects for four seconds. It's amazing what what happens. Um, but yeah, we both have Patriots winning. Unfortunately, hopefully we're wrong. But realistically, we're looking at what's going on. Um, I think that's it. I think we wrapped it up. Good, good ten minute film session into until I get kicked yeah, off man. YouTube. I'm liking these film sessions more and more. Until I get kicked Sorry. off, and then, <laughs> and then just limit it. Just limit how much goes on. That's all you need to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm gonna. Uh, worst thing that's gonna happen is they're gonna say, "Cut out this part and this part, and you're good." <laughs> that's what they're gonna do. Right. It's already happened to me before. Copyright something. Uh, if you get rid of this and you get rid of this, it's good. And you go, okay. Sad day. Sad day. I'll just stick to Twitter. I'll just post them on Twitter. It's fine. <laughs> Um, but Zach, thanks for coming back again, guys. Check out Inside the Walls, USFL, fourth and four, and then now newly back Gridiron Gallery, the OG podcast, the OG, the OG <laughs> podcast making a comeback. Um, thank you guys for watching and or listening. Check out all the other Bears content, other stuff on there. Uh, and we'll see you guys when the Bears play the Patriots. We'll be back for a recap of that game so thanks everybody for watching or listening and we'll see you guys next time mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home 
is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.